Hey everybody and welcome back to Steve's NRL Footy Tips, a huge edition of the show today. My State of Origin Game 1 preview, I can't do it alone, I've got Matt Dupont and Matt Cotterou and Josh Duncan back on board like they were in Round 13 to help us predict one of the biggest games, if not the biggest game of the season, at least so far, and... You know, before we get into the podcast today, please remember to like the podcast. My Facebook page, Steve's NRL Footy Tips, it is the best way to stay notified before the updates for Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Like the uh, the podcast, wherever you guys listen to your favorite podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. Without further ado, let's get to our State of Origin Game 1 show. Welcome back, boys. We're going to talk today about what both teams have to do to win, New South Wales and Queensland, the X-Factors for each team. Our match predictions, we're going to have our first try-scorer predictions, our man-of-the-match prediction, and Doopy has got something special planned for us at the end of the show. It's Doopy's Game 1, State of Origin, same game Moldy. It's going to be huge. It could win you money. I think we should hear the money, money, money theme when Doopy's on. I don't know if I can get that with my editing team, but we'll work on it. And when I say I've got an editing team, I mean just myself. There we go. Doopy's already started. Before we get into the big game, let's start the show off. Um, me and Cosler have had a bit of an assignment to do for this show, and we're going to start with Matt, du- uh, Matt Cosler's list. I hope he's a little bit more prepared than he was in the round 13 show where he started reading off the whole squad of each team that was playing. <laughs> Today, for State of Origin, it is the biggest game of the year. We've got our top five game ones of all time. Um, we'll see how similar our lists are. Cos, why don't you take it away? What is your top five opening State of Origin games ever? Uh, Do you have any honourable mentions? So I've got a couple. Honourable mentions? No. I couldn't (laughs) even come up with a top five on my own. (laughs) Anyway. um, So I was given 24 hours notice to get this done. And just like I did at school, I left it to the last minute. So. Love that. I'm not going to go into too much detail on these games because these, I literally just scrolled through results and I was like, oh yeah, that, that, yeah, that, that looked good. This is that why, you're, this is why you're on the show because this expert analysis. Yeah, mate, yeah. You said you've got an editing team. Do you have a payroll team? I'm still waiting for my first check. Uh, don't, don't get it. Anyway. It's, uh, yeah, it's in the mail. Anyway, we're losing track. We're, we're on borrowed time here. So my top five game ones, I'm going to go in. From five to one. That's usually how it works. That's usually how it works. Yes. And then you guys can yeah. roast. You guys can roast afterwards. They right. probably missed the game. But Give it anyway, to Give it to me. So number five, 2015 game one, Queensland won 11-10. I was there live uh, for Cooper that one. Cronk, Cooper Cronk probably kicked the field goal. He did. He did kick the field goals there. Yeah, thanks for giving back, bringing back painful memories. <laughs> sorry, sorry to bring up the memories there. Uh, number four, I've got 2014, the year prior, where Queensland were coming off their eight years of dominance and New South Wales beat them 12-8 at Suncorp Stadium. Number three, I've got 2005, game one, where Queensland were leading 18-0. And I think it was 20 all, went into extra time, and the rest is history. I won't mention it. Um, number two is 2004. New South Wales won 9-8. Uh, tip 
Sean Timmons kicked the field goal that one from memory. Yep, huge oh, uh, extra time. It was and, crazy. Yeah, and he, I, I obviously looked this up, but he also scored the try for New South Wales. And my number one game one is 2006, where Brett Finch was called in at the 11th hour. can't remember who got injured, but he came in. He supposedly was hung out the night before, which, you know, doesn't shock anyone, and kicked the winning field goal to win 17-16. All right, not a bad list, Colts. I like it, considering you had, uh, you know, you just scribble at the end, not bad at all. <laughs> I do have a couple of honourable mentions. I'll share that 2021. If you want to see uh, a one-sided match where one team completely dominates to kickstart an Origin Series, you'll probably never see one as much as uh, as dominant as last year's game, 150-6 to six for New South Wales. It's a masterclass by the Blues in that game. Uh, Tommy Turbo, Latrell Mitchell on fire. 1982 game one. It's the first of the best of three series that the game was on the line. New South Wales ended up stealing it 20-16 to 16 near the death. Um, 1995, 2-0, Queensland, beating the Blues. Um, Paul Ward, no one gave them a chance in the hell. And, you know, well, I think the series might be the biggest, you know, origin upset of all time. Game one really set the stage for it. My top five, I've gone 1987 at number five. And um, the game was on the line uh, with minutes to spare. Mark McGaw, the uh, Cronulla Sharks centre, uh, dives over to score very late in the piece. It was a great game of football. I think Sterling missed a field goal, and it went down to McGaw, and it was a miracle for the Blues. And, um, you know, Queensland, at, after that game, Wayne Bennett got told they had to win the series. He would never coach Origin again, and they went out and won the next two, and then um, won the next two years 3-0. So just absolutely um, insane there. Um, number four is 2014, same as Cos. Guess what? We had the same at number four. What a brave performance, New South Wales, 12-10 to 10 there. It was the 100th state of origin. Uh, Brett Morris uh, breaking his shoulder, scoring that try, basically dislocating it. Josh Morris running from behind to make a, a game-saving tackle. It was huge for the Blues and ultimately led to the, the streak of eight in a row ending. 2005 is my number three. The Matt Bowen intercept, because he's already covered it um, 20 or at the time. And, you know, that's a part of state of origin folklore. And, and, and then Joey came in and saved it for the Blues in the next two games. Number two was 2004, same as Coz again. Look at that. 9-8, um, Timmons had never kicked a field goal in his life. He, Coz said he scored the try as well. Outstanding. My number one game one of all time is 1994. The Blues are in control. Um, they are going for their third straight series win in a row, and uh, Mark Coyne scores in the dying moments to give Queensland that famous victory, and um, that's not a try. That's a miracle, the call from Ray Warren. The commentary team was in disbelief. It is a Queensland victory, and from a proud Blues man, that hurts to say, but it was a great game of football. The whole 94 series was, and, man, that set the stage for, for a stunning rest of uh, the State of Origin year. So those are my top five origins of all time. I'd now like to welcome in Josh Duncan and Matt Dupont, they've been here listening to it. Um, is there anything you guys would like to add in terms of famous game ones? Or did um, we cover well, myself? first of all, I'd just like to say you got the um, you got similar list to the comic relief on this podcast, so I'm sure that makes you feel quite good there, Westy. Uh, it does. I mean, the 50-6 to six win was absolutely phenomenal, but, I mean, when you're looking at when you're looking at those close games, the Matty Bowen one, I mean, that just sticks. That has stuck to my mind as one of the one of the 
most upsetting things for the Blues, but it's just was a phenomenal game, and then for that to happen at the end was just a great way to start the series. Doobie, any that come to mind for you, mate? Um, one more that wasn't mentioned, probably not really for there was a classic or anything, but the first ever game one of Origin that I watched was two thousand eight, and uh, <coughs> Queensland were going for free straight. Uh, but we had a young Peter Wallace on debut, and everybody was thinking, how did he get in? Ended up getting man of the match, set up two tries in the corner for Anthony Quinn, who was also on debut. Um, and that, and I really just enjoyed that whole series. You obviously had game three, which where Israel Folau leapt over everybody and scored that freakish try. Uh, but yeah, not, for me, 94, like on rewatches. You know, the obvious standout Wally going off in the stands and when they scored the match-winning try. But, um, yeah, classic. Great, great <laughs> series for sure. And New South Wales end up winning that series by winning for the first time in Queen, uh, in Queensland decider. The first time they'd won a decider in Queensland, which has not happened uh, very much since. In fact, I think it's only happened two times ever. 2005 being the other one, which just highlights, again, the importance of the Blues winning this first game of State of Origin that happens next Wednesday night. We've already covered the teams. If you guys want to check out a conversation about that, go back and listen to the Round 13 podcast. We've given our opinions. It's time to talk about how, um, you know, how each team's going to go, what each team has to do to win. Guys, let's talk about the Blues first. And obviously, they've got a lot of changes, um, a lot of rookies coming in. We've got debutantes in terms of Tony Stagg, Stephen Crichton, and Ryan Madison. The Blues are the defending champions. What do they have to do to win Origin again in 2022 um, in this game of football? I personally think they need to win the forward battle quickly um, and because Queensland's got a, an intimidating forward pack and if we can get Huss and Paulo making some big metres early, um, I think that it can make you know a world of difference um, and then uh, you know get the likes of Luai and Cleary involved in the game. Luai... And that Penrith combination, they've got Yo, um, who is basically another half as a ball player and lock. I think that if we can win that forward advantage early, then uh, points will flow quickly because we've got so many damaging players in our team. We need to find ways to get you know the young um, guys uh, like Tony Staggs involved in the game in our attack. But I just think that if we're looking at strike power-wise, New South Wales have the advantage in terms of skill to get points on the board. But that forward battle for the Blues is so important because I think Queensland have got such an intimidating pack that um, the onus is really on guys like the the, the props, Paulo and Huss and, and um, Murray and Sims to really get in the face of Queensland's forwards early and win that battle around the ruck. Um, so that's what I think the Blues have to do to win. I think that... Um, you know, this is going to be a battle. I don't think it's going to be a 50-6 to scoreline or even a 26-0 scoreline like we saw in Game 2 last year. I think Queensland are going to be ready to cause an upset. I mean, the Blues are going to have to be on their guard big time because I think Queensland are coming for us, and I think they can really smell an ambush, and that, that worries me greatly as a New South Wales supporter. Um, we're going to go to Josh first. Josh, uh, what do the Blues have to do to win next Wednesday night? Well, I mean, we've talked about We've talked about the forward battles between teams to death on the podcast. So I know that's one of my favourite things to talk about. But I love it's a forward battle, mate. True. It's it's hundred percent true. The the way New South Wales got on top of Queensland last year was 
winning that forward battle early. And in game three, we didn't see that. We saw Queensland aim up and get on top of her, on top of the New South Wales forwards. I think it's so important to to get that aggression in early, which is why Junior Paulo, he usually fires up a lot for his for his first run. I mean Payne Haas is just so consistent. We've got Yo in Yo as probably one of the best players in the game right now at lock and and a, a fantastic four pack. You got Mato who's not gonna do any harm on the bench and if we can win that four pack it'll allow Cleary to get into the game. Cleary's bombs are just some of the most ridiculous things you've ever seen and difficult to catch and put young Selwyn Cobbo under pressure. I think sticking to Selwyn Cobbo to not allow him to run is probably one of the best one of the best bets that um, Cleary will have and I reckon Cleary will just tower bombs at Cobbo all night. Even though he has height, you don't want him running the ball on the first or second tackle. You want him pinned down in his corner which is what Cleary does so well, which is what the Penrith Panthers do so well, which is what New South Wales is going to do. And then we're going to grind grind in for that victory. Um, Doobie, your thoughts on the on, on the Blues? Josh makes a good point about, you know, me and him always go over the, the battle of the forwards. But I look at the Queensland forwards, and I just say I think... They are a team that's aggressive. I think they've they've got more brood up front than the Blues do, and that's saying a lot considering we've got you know the likes of Paulo and Haas. But I think that they are tough. Uh, they've got tough mentality. I think they're going to be up for the fight next Wednesday. What do you think the Blues have to do to, to get over the top of the Maroons? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've, I'm a lot more impressed with the Queensland pack, obviously. And uh, as I said on the Round 13 um, podcast, that I wouldn't be shocked within um, for the at least the second half, that Tino and Cotter will definitely swap positions. I think the only reason Tino is starting prop is simply for size, um, just to combat the likes of Paulo and um, uh, Payne Haas. But, um, and this year, especially for New South Wales, they really need the forwards to get on top, considering that Travojevic and Latrell would come infield so often and add so, get through so much work, um, which the likes of Toto and well, Daniel Tupo is going to have to do like, quite we, a bit we of know, that. And we know Toto can do it. I'm not too sure if he does that for the Roosters. Yeah, we know Toto can do it. We know he can he, he, he can constantly, yeah. you know, spit out 200 metres, but you're right. Even like Katoni Stags, yeah. Mr. You know, he's, he's, he's an X-factor, but... In terms of uh, in terms of yardage, he hasn't been that great at it in his, in his career. The Blues need that. Known to be lazy yeah, as well. Yeah, I mean, if he sits out there in the centres, then you know we're just asking to get beat. So you know, Fittler's got to tell him and Whiten, which I'm sure I know Whiten will because he's notorious for taking on the line and being one of, if not the best five A in the competition on his day at um, just taking on the line. Um, but yeah, he's really got to get into Stag's ear and basically say to him, you know, you're going to need to come in and do some work because we can't afford any like anyone in that back line to not do that because I think Queensland's forward pack that's a lot more grunt and uh, mongrel in them, and I expect them to to really be up for this game. 
which is what you want in Origin football. You want that aggression. You want that controlled aggression. But you know, def- we we always talk about it. Defense wins Origins, and I think Queensland are going to be up more. They're going to be up for the task in both areas of the field for sure. Cos, what about you, mate? We haven't heard from you yet. The Blues, what do have to do to win next Wednesday? We're going to be there. We're going to be there live. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, yeah, pretty much. You guys have touched on everything uh, that I could possibly say. So yeah, the forward battle up front. Um, Haas and Paulo against Papali and, and Big Tino, like that's just, you know, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. And, but as, uh, Doopy was touching on, I'm looking at the back lines here and, and I've got no problem with, like, if we've got our tight forwards struggling to get back, uh, in attack, you've got Brian Todd, no questions asked, he'll, he'll get you 10, 15 metres. Tupo will do the same. Uh, Latrell and Tommy would have done that if they were in the side. And I'm not too sure about Whiten and Stag coming in to do that hard stuff to get us out of trouble where you look at Queensland and they've got Cobo, Coates, Gagai, Holmes. They're all, they're all uh, notorious for doing the hard yards of, of their clubs coming out of the, uh, coming out of their own end. So yeah, I think, yeah, we'll see the big forward battle up front. First 15, 20 minutes will be just physical. And then, yeah, hopefully we can get on top of them and. Cleary can do what he does best. Let's flip it and let's go to what Queensland have to do to win. I think that um, we mentioned the forward battle and how important it is, and I think Queen, I've already mentioned I think Queensland are going to be up for the fight. I don't think that's going to be too much of an issue for them. I'm more worried for Queensland about their kicking game, and I think that um, if you watch Origins over the past, you know, ever since Brad Fittler took over, even in 2020 where Queensland got that famous victory where they were massive underdogs, I think that Cleary's kicking game has really um, controlled the Blues' attack, and he's found open space, open ground very um, well, not effortlessly, but he's found it on you know a lot of occasions, majority of the time. Cherry Evans and, and Munster, um, I, I don't, I, I feel like sometimes it's because they're behind a beaten forward pack, but I feel like they're not making the same yardage in terms of kicking than that that Cleary and Lua have been able to do. And a lot of times it's fine and going straight to straight to Teddy or straight to when the Fox was there or straight to two, uh, straight to Brian Toe. So um, I just feel like. You know, the Queenslanders have the firepower to get over the top of the Blues forward pack. Whether they do or not remains to be seen, but I feel like one thing that really hurt Queensland last year was their um, composure when they're attacking the line, when they do get in attacking opportunities, when they need a good kick to get out of trouble, and when they get down them, they're, sometimes they're making the wrong decisions. Now, you look at the former Munster and Green, assuming he's playing, and, and even Ben Hunt as well, they're all playing great in club football, but they just need to make sure, for me, that they're not going to lose their cool when they're attacking New South Wales line. Because, um, again, especially in those first two games, they got down New South Wales end and they seemed to lose their way. Didn't know how to how to beat that New South Wales defensive structures. So I think that the onus is on Queensland to get a little bit more creative in attack. And that all comes down to, as we mentioned, the forward pack and their kicking game, their long-term kicking game, and their short-term kicking game. I mean, they've got the the big towering Selwyn Cobbo out there, and we know that Tupo's been in to, to battle uh, to battle Coates out there as well. Um, their short kicking game, their bombs, their grubbers, they just need to execute um, better than what New South Wales can do if they're any chance in this game, because we know Cleary and Luai, we know they're used to playing together, we know the Penrith connection's all there, they're calm, cool, collected. Queensland, I think, got a little bit more work to do in terms of that game management area. Cos, uh, we'll go straight back to you, mate. What do you think Queensland has to do to win? Do you agree with what I just said? Oh, I totally agree with what you just said. It's, uh, 
I think, um, you know, I think Ben Hunt there at nine, if they're in trouble, you know, he can always, you know, uh, put in a good kick from dummy half, get them out of trouble. Uh, Cherry Evans. Um, I don't know. I'm not sold on his 2022 form. Uh, but, yeah, I think you're pretty much spot on when um, when you got to... Hang on. I've lost my track. <laughs> hang on a sec. Pause. We'll come, we'll come back to you, Cos, as you as you get back set um, on your current, you know, mind gets set on your fort. So let's go over to Doofy. Doofy, uh, what about you, mate? Queensland, what do I have to do to get over the top of the Blues in Sydney? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that their, um, their halves need to really lead them around the park. I think with us, um, <clears throat> obviously we have an Isaiah Yo, which is essentially like having an extra playmaker for us and you know the link up between him Luai and Cleary the fact that they play with each other every week you know they the guys around him just have to uh really just do what's commanded of them and I think that they essentially get us over the line if we're at our best but yeah look for Queensland obviously they've played with each other for a lot longer at that level but nonetheless they still need to do a lot more their kicking game needs to be not i wouldn't say perfect but it it needs to be close to if they're going to win this game especially down in sydney um and yeah again just on the forwards they just need to do their jobs josh what do you think mate what do queensland have to do Well, I think it's all about mongrel at the start. We know that Queensland's going to come out firing. It's whether or not they can keep that up. If they can keep the consistency up, if they can keep in the fight, they can keep in the struggle, I reckon they're going to go a long way, especially Battle of the Fords, if they can get on top of the New South Wales pack early by showing that fight. And not only showing that fight for five minutes, we saw... At the start of last series, where they started quite, they started well for the first four or five minutes and then fell off, and New South Wales dominated. Queensland have to get in that fight, get on top of them for 10, 15 minutes, and I think. That's what they did I in 2020. That some that's cracks what... might show, yeah. It's what yeah. they did in game three, and that's what won them the game. And DCE. Munster's kicking game has been much better. Munster's been phenomenal this year. And DCE's kicking game has been quite good. So I think that even though they've got the same sort of halves as they as they always have, I think that we are in for an amazing series in Queensland are definitely going to be up for this. Um, Cos, you got anything else to add? I know you got halfway through your fort, mate, but is there... Uh, <laughs> have, you, have you regathered yourself? I oh, am. Past my bedtime. Sorry, fellas. I just, you know, the brain switches off at seven thirty. Yeah, it's what happens when you when you're thirty. That that's it. No, no, I've got a thought. You got anything to add? Though. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he is. I thought. I thought what, maybe. What some... a few... <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I think <laughs> need to run out. That's it. All right. Thanks, guys. All right. I'm going to go straight to you with this Thank question. Thank you for that divine wisdom. I'm, I'm going to go straight to you with this question. I hope you're ready for it because uh, if I'm asking you to name three X factors from either side that are going to break the game open and be 
the most influential to the results? What three players do you think are going to stand out the most and be the X factor next Wednesday night? You talk, me first? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm talking to you. Three, three players from each side or three players in from total? Any side. Thank you for listening to that. But I just said, <laughs> either side. All right. The two number nines, Cook and Hunt, pending Hunt starts. I think uh, if the first 15, 20 minutes are that fast, you know, um, forward battle, tough forward battle, a couple of tied Queensland forwards, Damien Cook can, you know, do his thing, which he's done a lot this year for South. In um, especially more than he than he did last year, and he's done it in Origin and history ben too. You know, twenty nineteen. Oh, he's he... done it in Origin before, so there's no doubt that he that he can't do it. So watch for him to look for some tight forwards, get around and put one of the put himself or someone else over for a try. Um, I've got I said the two number nines, Benny Hunt. I think if he does start. I think he's got some pretty good defence in the middle there. He provides a good kicking game. He'll provide good service out of dummy half. So I think, um, I don't know what they're going to do in terms of if uh, Harry Grant comes on, if he switches to the bench. And the third player is Cam Murray, coming a week back from his uh, injury. I think if New South Wales are going to win, he's going to play one of the games of his career. Huge call. I like it. I like your free. I think that Ben Hunt um, reminds me a little bit of Andrew Johns when he played nine in Origin too. He just he's tough yeah. in the middle. He, he's a good, good defender, and he make a big difference there for Queensland. Uh, Josh, what do you think, mate? Your, your free guys that are going to break this game open. Are your free X factors? Um, your boy Cameron Murray. I think he's going to have a phenomenal game. I mean, you can't go wrong with Cameron Murray and playing in the second row. It seems to suit him in Origin. Um, you, you can't displace Yo at 13, but I think Murray will just have an incredible game. His running game is phenomenal. His tackling game is a, is just brilliant. If he can hit a hole, hit by Cleary, game set, game set match. And as for my other two, I've gone to Queenslanders. Harry Grant off the bench against some tiring um, New South Wales forwards and tiring New South Wales players, he could absolutely wreak havoc on that game. We know how good he is. We know how strong he is. And I think he could bust the game open for Queensland. If they're in the game, if they're within four four or six points, he could be the decider. My other one is Paddy Carrigan. Paddy Carrigan coming off the bench. You know what you're going to get from him. You're going to get mongrel. You're going to get grit. You're going to get the, he will do the hard stuff, whether it be prop or in the second row. I think he will come on and have an incredible game for Queensland. Doobie, what about you, mate? Your top three X factors for State of Origin. Um, so I got two for Queensland and one for New South Wales. First one for Queensland again by Harry Grant. Assuming that he plays, I'll be honest. I don't think he'll play based on everything that I've heard. So I think I think that Tom Dearden will come in, but assuming that he does play, yeah, basically, I wouldn't even if everything goes to plan for Queensland, I wouldn't even bring him on in the first half. I'd wait until the last half an hour of the game, and that's when he can just like at the snap of a finger, he can just you know 
put them in a, you know, if they're not in a winning position, then he can bring them right back into it. Uh, and the other one, not well, I guess sort of an X factor, but I got Kurt Catewell. I think he's been decent for Brisbane this season, but I thought last season in Origin, people really underestimate how great he was. He threw an extra leg. Losing same, series. same as 2020, yeah, when he was in the centres. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think he, he's another one of these players that just goes up a level in Origin. Um, and for New South Wales, I mean, not really an X factor, but I've, I've said it several times. I think if Isaiah Yo plays well, New South Wales win. Controversial take, but I think that he's the best player in the world at the moment. I would tend to agree, and I, that's why is Isaiah Yo is my first X factor. I think that he's the best game player in the world currently. I think that he's such an important yeah. link man at Penrith between the two halves in terms of making the forward pack kind of straighten up and and and, and shifting yeah. the ball. Um, and I think that he's got to add that to New South Wales, especially with six Penrith internationals in there. I see him. You know, if he plays well, New South Wales will win. Um, I also agree with Cam Murray. Um, what what Cos and Josh said, I think that his defence more so than his attack. So important. He, we know he can break the line. He's done it at the Blues before. But I think it's so important um, for him to kind of be the defensive leader of this New South Wales forward pack, getting their faces early. Um, you know, he's not an aggressive player, Kevin Murray, but what he brings is effort and he inspires those around him. And CF Sydney, for example, looks so much better when he's on the field. And I think that he can bring that to the Blues. We know about Teddy, we know about Cleary, but I think that the Yo and Munster um, are, are so crucial to New South Wales winning next Wednesday night. For Queensland, I'm going to, again, we talked about Grant, you guys have mentioned him. I want to mention Cameron Munster and the season that he is having. Um, we've seen him, you know, dominate at state of origin level before, but we've also seen games where he's a little bit quieter. I think that. If he's gonna, if Queensland are gonna win this game, it's gonna be on the back of a Cam uh, Munster man of the match performance. I think that um, his ability to break the line is always gonna have the New South Wales defence questioning, um, you know, whether he's gonna shift or he's gonna run himself. And I think that he can cause some serious headaches for the Blues. So um, they're my three X factors. We're gonna go to. I'm gonna ask both yous um, to to name a, a first try scorer from each team and uh, your man of the match. Um, but before I do that, I just want to ask you who wins and by how much. Uh, we'll start with you, Josh Duncan. Well, it's going to be a tight affair. Um, I think it's going to be an absolute cracker of a game. I think we're going to go back to the New South Wales-Queensland games of old where it's going to be tight, tight, tight. Um, I'm going to pick New South Wales by four. I think it's New South Wales are going to start well. Queensland will start to come back, and New South Wales will hold off Queensland for the victory. Who uh, we may as well say it in here as well. Your first try scorers and your man the match. Give it to me. Uh, first try scorer, because um, Queensland just seem to score first when it comes to obviously not in a fifty to six victory. In a 50-6 loss, sorry. So I'm going to go Xavier Coates, first try scorer. And my man of the match will be... They seem to pick Cleary, so I'll go Nathan Cleary. Sweet. Uh, Doopy, what about you, mate? Who wins? Uh, why? And what's your man of the match and first try scorers? Um, I'm going to go New South Wales by seven. 
points. Um, I just think basically, you know, the pen, the the six, seven, and thirteen. If, you know, if they play well, I think we win. Um, in terms of first try scorers, I sort of echo Josh, like going a Queenslander. Um, and I think that they need to start well if like they're a chance of winning this. And I'll just go the ever reliable Valentine Holmes for first try. In terms of man of the match, I'm just going to go Isaiah Yo. Cos, what do you think, mate? Mate, New South Wales by two. Yeah, I'll go two. Uh, first try scorer. Um, I'm going to do one from each team. So I'll go... I'll go Brian To'o for the Blues. And... Cobo for Queensland, and I'll give a couple of roughies a first try scorer. Love a roughie. I'm going to go. I'm going to go the two number eights. I'm going to go a bit of a superstitious because it's on the eighth of June, so if I can put a hundred bucks on it. I love, it. I, love, I love what you're saying. So big Tino. Any time or first time. Paint past, paint first time. And big Tino. Forty one dollars. And big oh. Tino fifty one dollars. Who's your, man the, who's, who's your man the match? Gamble responsibly. Who's your man the match? Man of the match? Um, I'm kind of, yeah, I follow Josh's thoughts on man of the match that tend to go Cleary. So I'll back Cleary and Isaiah. You know. uh, my man... Mine, the man of the match, I'll, I'll go my prediction, obviously, first. I think the Blues will win, obviously. I'd, I'd kick myself with this podcast. I said we couldn't win, but I think it's going to be very tight. I'm expecting a huge ambush. I've got New South Wales by one point, and it's via a Nathan Cleary field goal. I think we're in for an absolute classic State of Origin one. I think that uh, man of the match for me will have to be either Isaiah or Cam Murray, my two X-Factors for the Blues. I think they're both equally important, and if I'm leaning one way, I'm probably going towards Yo. Uh, as for first try scorers, I like the value in Jack Wyden. I just like it. I think that um, you know he's got such a, a a good ability to break the line open out on the edges. Um, he's not a selfish player, so he might pass to his winger more often than not. But I I just like a bit of value there for Wyden and for Queensland. I think we could see a fairy tale debut for Selwyn Cobo. So I'm gonna go Cobo for for Queensland. All right. Well, that's our State of Origin preview for 2022. Before we end the show, though. We've got a special Sangay Moldy from your man and everyone's favourite uh, everyone's favourite movie reviewer. This time he's reviewing State of Origin Moldies. It's Matt Dupont. What's your Sangay Moldy son? <laughs> well, before I do that, just quickly, I'm shocked that nobody mentioned Tedesco for Man of the Match or any. We didn't mention for anything. He's always up there. Yeah. He's always up there. Tedesco yeah. ain't up there. Yeah. One year too many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doofy, what's your mould? All right, um, so let me just, sorry, I'm just getting up my sports bet accounts. All righty, so, so I've actually got two. Um, the first one, we got a four-leg same-game multi. I've got New South Wales to win. I've got total match points to be under... 30 or 36.5. I think this will be a really low scoring game one due to the, the recent weather up in Sydney and whatnot. I've got New South Wales 1 to 12. 
And then any time try a scorer, I've gone Cameron Murray. How much is Murray to score that, a try? Do you know? Well, he was on on um, sports bet. He's paying five fifty nice. just to score a try. Pretty good. What's that give you? So, so all up, that'll give you twenty five dollar odds. But the other bet is exactly the same as that. But if you want to add a Queensland try scorer, I'd probably recommend going Val Holmes. And that'll get you a hundred and one dollar odds. Got a huge strike rate in Origin and hundred and one. That is juicy. That is juicy odds. It's <laughs> guaranteed. If you get this moldy up, you're going to be a legend of the show. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll name the show to Matt Dupont's NRL Footy start, Tips. We're going to have to start pre-recording my uh, my tips every week. If you get it, absolutely. Um, you become a regular. And, and my. And my fee will be half of Westy's winnings every week when he wins every multi. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> That's yes. fair enough. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, thank you guys for being uh, a part of the last two shows. I want to thank you guys each separately. Is there anything you guys want to say before we head off? Uh, we'll start with you, Matt Cosery. You are the most prepared man in Australia. Anything you want to say before you <laughs> sign off? No. <laughs> All right, move, moving on to Matt Dupont, the, the multi-expert. Anything you want to say, mate? <laughs> Matt Dupont, are you there? Do you want to say anything before we sign off? Yeah, sorry. Um, anything I want to say? Um, go the Titans. Um, like Dupont, your reviews, and um, stay true to you. Josh, Josh Duncan, I don't know if you've got any words of wisdom for us, but uh, anything you want to say about, you know, being a guest on this very um, prestigious show? Um, just want to, first of all, say thank you to the Comic Relief. Um, he's provided a lot of interesting insights and read off the whole theme of the last two podcasts. But, um, yeah, big thank you um, to yourself, Steve. I know how hard you work on this podcast and for us amateurs to come on and leave awkward pauses in between questions while we get back out. Um, but yeah, seriously, it's amazing to be on the show and we love it every time we're on. Love the banter and can't wait for Origin. Yep. Thank, well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I want to thank you guys for all being guests again. I hope everybody enjoys their state of origin out there. Um, and, Big congratulations because Matt Coser, before we sign off, in our Supercoach um, competition last week, beat other guests that he's on last time with Jake Barracosa. Um, it was a huge victory, and I expect, uh, I, I, I think that Barra has to come on and explain himself why he let this larrigan, Matt Coser, beat him in Supercoach. So, uh, we'll, that's a call out to you. That's a call out to you, Jake Barracosa, but I hope you enjoy it. I hope. State of Origin, the classic, and we'll see you next time on Steve's NRL 40 Tips.